Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show. But before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcast, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning, best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you.
Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. And that's the common narrative. You are built to fail when you come out of prison. That is just the way the system is because it wants you in there because then you make money. That's the truth of it, right? How do you, how do you sustain this hope that you have once you find yourself back in the real world? So you're right. Usually people go back and I, number one, I knew I did not want to be a statistic and I would do anything I could not to be, um, adjusting to being home was really, really hard. Uh, the word institutionalized is real. Um, I came home and I had developed a lot of, for me, I look back and there were survival skills, um, I know that you've talked a lot about like the perfectionism, a lot of obsessive compulsive behaviors. Um, and a lot of it was me, you know, it gave me a sense of control and it almost gave me a sense of calmness for a really long time. I think they served me really, really well. Uh, I thought that it, it's interesting when you're in it, you think that you're adjusting well until you have a few years to reflect back. But I do think that I was, you know, I really just wanted to come home and work hard. I was really fortunate that the company that I worked for before I went to prison gave me my job back. So number one, I had an extreme amount of gratitude to them. And then they also gave me an opportunity. It was a fine dining steakhouse. So in the hospitality industry, which I love that the hospitality industry gives people chances. I can definitely say for people that have been incarcerated that you have an opportunity to grow and it does allow you to learn skills along the way. So um, they made me a private dining coordinator with the possibility of becoming sales manager if it went well. And I just had so much fight in me at that point that I worked my ass off for that job. And I eat, slept and breathed working and just being successful. I just wanted to be self-sufficient. And also I wanted to be a contributing, you know, person to society. So I used to use a language that I got really lucky to have those opportunities, but I'm learning that those opportunities came from how I showed up and how hard I worked. So I'm really learning to take ownership of that. And it, it ended up going really well. Um, work was going great. 
and I was starting to rebuild. And then shortly after that, I met my husband. So, you know, everything on the outside was going as planned, if not better than I could have ever expected. But I still had a lot of those self-limiting thoughts that I didn't deserve everything that I was receiving and that at any moment it could be taken away. And it has taken me years to work through that. Yeah. And, and it does take years and it, it takes patience. And, you know, there, there is something to be said about, I, I think that one of the big misnomers in, in the world just as a whole is people feel like they're deserving of things. But I think the reality is you have to earn every inch, every single day. And then the hard part about that is when you come from a background in which you've been told you're not good enough, smart enough, capable enough, pretty enough, whatever enough, there's always those moments of those limiting beliefs and the self-doubt and the shadow self and that part of you that even though you go through trial after trial after trial and you have these moments where you reach up and you grab that brass ring and you're like, yes, I'm victorious, it still goes, you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, you're not capable enough. And working through that is, I think, probably the greatest challenge that we face as human beings. There is nothing, in my opinion, more difficult than getting to the place where you put your feet on the ground and you say, I love myself. And that's so much of this journey. That's so much about what life is because you have to be able to get to that place to actually create real sustainability because until you're there, you're a little bit trapped, right? You're still always in the vortex. And that was my experience. I had the cars and the clothes and the women and all the things, but I was miserable inside because I hated my reflection in the mirror. And justifiably so, like realistically, I'd put myself in that situation. I had made my choices and I had to suffer the ramification of that. The harder part of it is the upswing, right? Where you're looking at and you're going, I'm doing all the things, I'm doing all the things, but still that little voice, right? That little piece that's there. What you're doing now is, is such a juxtaposition of where you started this journey, right? Or and, and really your whole life to be in this place where you are, for lack of a better term, in service. Talk to me about where that comes from, what inspires that and, and what your hopes are with what you're doing now. It's funny that you say in service because um, that's really been something that has stayed with me a lot this year. And my declaration of right now is I want to be of service to others. And to be able to be of service to others, I've had to step into a place of forgiveness. And I think that you're just like you said, we had all the things, you know, we moved, we had the beautiful life, great house, great husband, but something was still missing. I remember there was a moment, I had a few on my knees moments where number one, I, we were supposed to write a letter to somebody that we were angry at and I wrote it to myself. And that was an aha moment for me. I was in a you know, self-improvement course and I couldn't think of anybody else that I was angry at. And I was like, so I wrote it to myself and then we had to read it back to someone else. And both of our eyes got really wide and she was really confused. And I was just like, man, I hate myself. And that was a moment for me because up until then, I don't think that I knew that. And I remember reading the book, The Body Keeps the Score, and I'm a big disassociator. So I think that I just moved on. I was like, if I do all these things, if I do all the right things and everything will just fall into place. 
And it just wasn't. And learning the science behind how trauma affects the body, it just lit something in me that I was like, I need to get a handle on this. And I do remember having a moment one night where I was on the floor in my kitchen telling my husband that, you know, he was going to check me in somewhere for a little while and that I was going to go away and really work on my trauma. And I was being a little bit dramatic, but in that moment, I committed to my healing. And that's ultimately when I found Illuma and um, therapy. And I made a commitment to sitting in the mess, really. I knew that it wasn't going to be pretty. I never wanted to get that messy. I just wanted to keep sweeping it under the rug. But I had to give myself space to work through it in order to be able to show up for others. And that's been the only way that I've been able to keep showing up for others is working on myself. We'll be right back to the show, my friend, but I wanted to let you know about our brand new podcast community for Think Unbroken Podcast. I know that for so many trauma survivors like myself, for the longest time, I felt alone, like nobody got it, nobody understood, and that I was just going to have to figure this out on my own. But that's not true. And the reason why we created our brand new Think Unbroken Academy podcast community is so that we can bring all the members of the Unbroken Nation together in a place where we can learn, grow, heal, change, and transform our trauma into triumph. I would love to have you come and be a part of the brand new community. Just check out thinkunbrokenacademy.com or click the link in the podcast description. And I cannot wait to see you there, my friend. Again, just head over to thinkunbrokenacademy.com. And until then, be unbroken. What I'm curious about is what was the lead up? What, what parts of this were, were symptomatic in a way that was noticeable in which you thought to yourself, okay, I actually need to seek help. Something here is off. Yeah. So for me, probably the biggest thing was, you know, so when all this first started right at 16, so I got, I was misdiagnosed with depression. I went through periods, right. Of where I had deep, deep depression. And then when I went into mania and that's when I started to notice, like, I would just have endless amounts of energy. You know, I go, go work at 5am, five, 5 go work one job, then go be a cashier, then go out and just party and drink. And then just, just try to do things to distract myself. And all, and I'm like, how am I not tired? I'm just going and going and going. And I just had just like racing thoughts and all of this stuff. And I'm like, this doesn't seem and I'm like, I was never like this before. I'm like, this isn't, I, I wasn't like this, you know, a year ago. I don't, and I, and I was just sitting there questioning, like what, like, what is going on? Like, where is this coming from? And, you know, I remember I would bring it up at some of my appointments. And then again, you know, I think it was kind of the aspect of, I didn't seem that way on the outside. So it was kind of like hard, I guess. I don't know if it was like to believe that what I was saying was what I was experiencing, but a lot of people around me um, just didn't see it you know, they were like, no, you know, you don't. And that's, that's what I often hear too. Like when you, you know, of course, when you like see things on the media of, you know, different celebrities who, who pass away, you know, from suicide and a lot of people say, oh, you know, I had no idea, you know, this person looks so happy. I had, you know, where did this come from? And I feel like that's kind of, kind of like a little bit relating to like how I was, where people would say, you know, that doesn't seem, you don't seem like you're struggling right now. You're like, you don't seem like you're in a bad place right now. You don't seem like you're out of control right now. And I just felt like, I'm like, this is not okay. This isn't normal for me to be, you know, doing all of these things and just, you know, just, 
and just getting so upset. I would, I would just, it was almost like I was just in this kind of black hole mentality. I like to call it because every single day I was just basically doing things the way that I would talk to myself too. like the inner dialogue I had with myself was extremely critical, very harsh. And then it, that just came out to like the world around me. That's how I really was. And I just became this person like to the point where it was very difficult to, to be around me, I can imagine. And that's when I was like, you know, something is, something needs to change. Something needs to change because I, I'm like, this is not a good, I don't want to continue living in this state, in this way, way of however it is, these thoughts I'm having, these things that I'm doing and just feeling like there's no way to come out of this and actually have a good life or hold and to actually be happy and feel fulfilled and have a good life. And I'm like, something needs to change. And, and that was the scariest part. Like you mentioned, you know, being hospitalized at 19, you know, was, was terrifying. And honestly, it was the, the scariest experience I've ever had in my entire life, but I needed to be there. I know that I needed to be there more than anything because I really needed to actually like wake up and realize that, you know, it's, it's okay to not be doing well. And that was something that I never thought was a thing because like we mentioned, you know, growing up, this was always very taboo. Like, don't talk about your problems. Like, we don't want to hear, you know, we don't want to hear about this. We don't want to get into this conversation. This isn't something we should be talking about or focusing on. So I was just bottling it up. And like you said, when you do that for, for your experience, it ended up consuming you because, and that's what happened to me. And I mean, it just was, I mean, honestly, like just the different things that I saw too. I mean, even in the hospital made me feel, um, because I remember talking to every single person on my floor and just like hearing them and hearing their stories and the experiences that they had. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I, I could change the, the circumstances in my life. Like I have power over that. I have control over that. And for the longest time I felt out of control. I felt out of control. I felt like I had no control. I felt like I would never have control. But then knowing that I'm responsible for how I respond or react to situations really kind of got me to start opening my eyes and saying, okay, there are steps that I can take to make this better. There are things that I can do to come out of this black hole mentality and actually start changing things in my life, start doing things differently, start implementing new habits to actually get me to the place that I would like to be in. And that's really what I like to, you know, get into with people too, is it is if, if, if you ever struggled or are struggling, that is fine. That is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And I feel like sometimes it it's shamed almost and like look down on if, you're struggling with anxiety or depression or bipolar or schizophrenia, that's seen, it's not seen in a favorable light. But I think if we shift that focus and make it so that it's more normalized, that people, we, we all have had issues at some point on some kind of degree with our mental health. And if we can make this more normalized, then more people would probably feel more comfortable talking about these things and having these conversations and seeking help. And it wouldn't seem so stigmatized what i'm curious about here though is in those that moment and in these moments of your life where you're like shit this feels like rock bottom nothing is working the world is against me because you know we go to that place whether we want to or not what's that process of pulling yourself through it like how how did you go and how do you go from all right i'm acknowledging like 
terror in my life, for lack of a better term, to, okay, I'm going to go forward anyway? Oh, that's a great question. I think it's different over the past seven years. So in the beginning, there's this very raw feeling of the grief. Like I'm possessed, obsessed with making something good happen. Like you said, I don't know what else the fuck to do, right? Like I've got to, I've got to figure it out because I'm still here, right? I would much rather the roles have been reversed, right? Like I'd had a good life. I would much rather her have had the chance if I had the choice, right? To trade that. And it wasn't my choice to make. And so it was just that like grind of like getting up, letting myself feel, process, surrounding myself with people who could support me, right? To that point in my life, I had not been somebody who was willing to accept help. And so I, what my relationships looked like were codependency, you know, family, friends, everybody, I took care of them. And then I couldn't get out of bed anymore, right? And so it looked like finally letting people bring meals, finally letting people support me, finally acknowledging that. I would say today, what I'm doing is a lot of like somatic healing and regaining a sense of trust in my nervous system and in my body because I've realized that, hey, to joke, like the body does keep the score, right? Like there's still as much work as I've done, so much trauma stored in this body because essentially in a way it it, it failed me and it failed Maeve, right? And my nervous system in a way it feels to be me. So it's a lot of like right now, I'm like, I feel my feet on the floor, right? Anytime I get a massage or energy work or anything, they always say something like, man, you got a lot going on in your head or you got a lot going on in your crown chakra or whatever. I'm like, no shit. Welcome to my life, right? So a lot of it is just, how do I begin to access this, this feeling of, safety in my body. And a lot of it is even just being willing to, to feel, to feel my hands, to feel my feet, to use my voice, to speak my truth, to, to get in touch with what is it I, I, I'm actually feeling, right? Rather than masking it with work, rather than masking it with, with whatever, because I'm really comfortable doing that. So it's just the uncomfortable work of like, whew, My adrenals crashed last year, right? Okay, how do I make sure that doesn't happen again? Because that was the result of being in a certain kind of way. So it's basically, Michael, like if I'm going to boil it down, it's essentially undoing and unlearning everything I've learned over the last 40 years and all my conditioning and going, that got me here. It's not going to get me there. How do I, how do I begin to come, come back to you know, the state in which I was born. Right. Yeah. I wrote a note as you were saying, right. Talking just now. And I wrote, um, learn to trust your body again. 
And, and I think that in my own personal experience, understanding dissociation, understanding trauma and abuse and how our brains and bodies get just totally unmapped from each other and looking at the tremendous amount of work that it took for me to get associated again and get back into this thing while still simultaneously like you every single day, the first thing I do, I put my feet on the ground. I go, I am in control of my life. And it's like, all right, think about my body, think about my mind, kind of bring those things together, step into the routine, start doing all the things because it gives me, I, I think through the, I guess for lack of a better way to phrase it, I think through the habitual nature of creating my life around making sure that my brain and body is connected, I'm able to function in the world. But I, I think so many people don't know where to begin with this. And so with removing this idea of journaling and meditation, because we've talked about it 8 million times, like what, what have you done that you have found has been beneficial for you learning to trust your body again? Hmm. Hey, Unbroken Nation, we'll be right back to the show. But I wanted to let you know that you can grab a copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for free. If you go to book.thinkunbroken.com, you can download the PDF ebook version of the book and get everything that I know about the baseline of healing trauma for free downloaded to your email right now. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to download your copy of Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for a PDF for your phone. Again, that is book.thinkunbroken.com. Basically, all of the things that I thought that I had dismissed as being not productive, not a money-making tech, I have time for that. That's for other people. For instance, taking a freaking walk. I was the person that I was like, if it's not cardio, it's dumb. And I don't have time for that shit, right? I want abs. I don't have time for yoga, you know? I mean, yoga, going on a walk sitting under the tree in my backyard, right? Leaning up against it. All hippie things that, you know, Christine seven years ago would have been like, that's such bullshit. <laughs> Who are you? You're never going to have what you want, right? Because you're doing that. You're lazy. All that. And being willing to, oh gosh, like work with somatic healers, right? I mean, even things like um, one of my doctors taught me the cross body, like you're putting, like you're tracing a seatbelt, like from your shoulder to your hip. diagonally, doing that five times on each side, next sides of the body, putting your hands out in front of you, twisted and pulling them like this, and talking through things while I'm doing this creates a sense of safety and connection in the body. Uh, anything can, like to your point get you in touch with the actual feeling with the senses and out of the head that's spinning in anxiety and fear and overwhelm and sympathetic nervous system dominance, right? I mean, it's breathing, right? I mean, breath work apart from meditation, even this idea of breath as work, right? All of it coming, I'll tell you one of the most annoying things is coming back a million times a day to being like, I'm here right now. I'm not in the past trying to change it. I'm not trying to control the future because I could joke and say like control. And I would say like maladaptive control is a love language for me. Like that's my comfort zone. 
So what can I do to be here, to literally be in the room or the virtual room, as opposed to multitasking as a form of, of control, right? This the perceived sense of control that doesn't actually exist. I think people feel so often, and, and I'll speak for myself, I felt so often at the time, especially in the beginning of this, like the most important thing for me to do was make everybody like me, was to feel like I, I mattered because they thought I mattered. So with relationships being first, Anna, let, why don't we dive into that? And why don't you clarify, A, what do you mean by relationships? And then how do they play into this game of life? So many people, you know, as, as you were labeled, right? It's like, you're not a good friend, which means like you're like toxic or something, right? So a lot of times people come to me and said, oh, I have this, all this toxic environment. I'm like, no, you do not have a toxic environment. You have people around you who are in a tremendous amount of pain. And to help with that, first of all, you don't have to take over their pain. And then you have to see their pain to separate from it and to see where the triggers are. But in case of relationships, we're talking about a simple thing. Number one, misconceptions, like you have to make everybody happy before you are happy. And this happened during COVID and it got accelerated because guess what? Now that you can make anybody happy and you of yourself, you realize that you are the one hurt that is nobody else to blame. And the second thing that I see all the time is that most people do not know that they are four types of men and four types of women in the world. I know we all want to be unique and different and all of that. I am one of the four types of women, okay? Michael, you are one of the four types of men in the world, right? And when I teach this, the four types of men and four types of women to my clients, they realize that each type has its own values in life has its own way of thinking, has its own priorities in life, right? And because they realize that now they don't blame themselves or the other type for a different way of thinking or a different approach, right? I have a lot of women that come to me and they said, oh my God, my, my husband abandoned me and left me with this kid and you know, he never cares about me and never pays child support and stuff like that. And I asked them, is that um, an airman, right? And they're like, what do you mean? It's like, this has these characteristics of a man who likes freedom, who likes business, who likes money. Yeah, well, that's not a man for the family right? So if you know this from the beginning as a woman, right, that this particular man is not built for family, you're not going to worry about marrying him. You're not going to worry about having a kid with him because that's not the proper man. And that's not to blame that type of man. It's just that man has different values in life. And you cannot change people. You can only accept their values and maneuver towards what you want. After two divorces by the age of 38, I found the relationships that I teach today the most enlightening to absolutely everybody because we all go on misconceptions about love, thinking that love is just going to come in and is just going to complete us. And after two, three years, we found out that it's actually the opposite. It's here to hurt us. And that's because we don't understand these four types of men, the four types of women, the archetypes between them, and how people don't come into our life to hurt us. People come with different values, 
we think that everybody thinks like us. That's the only problem, right? So here is like, I think everybody should think like me. And then no wonder, no, not everybody thinks like me. There are another three types of women in the world. There are another four types of men. So here I teach people, listen, what do you want? Well, I want this. Okay, this is the type of person you want. To get this type of person, you need to be this, right? So here is how do you arrange yourself in the system of life, in the cycle of life to find what you truly want and how you can be complete. Don't expect another to complete you. So in case of relationships, I find the most illuminating thing in the world, um, you know, this kind of four types of men, four types of women. We had somebody very, a young, a young kid. It's like, I think I'm depressed. I went into a thousand dates and I can't find anybody. What is wrong with me? I'm like, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. I don't think you're depressed either. I think you don't know who you are and who you're looking for. Here, do this three and a half hour course and then call me. After what, two weeks, he called me and said, I already found after eight dates, my fiance. I was like, okay, well, I guess the course worked for you. Okay, you didn't have to even ask for advice, right? Because if you don't know who you're looking for and who you are, you're gonna end up in, in messed up relationships. There are four types of relationships that don't work and two that work. If you saw one type that doesn't work, you're gonna end up in the other three that don't work because this is how the cycle works. You need to learn from all four. So here I give a formula to people here. Listen, forget about what doesn't work. This is what works. So just do it, period, right? And everybody said, it's too easy. Okay, try it. It is easy, but it's going to save you from two divorces. It's going to save you from 20 years of your life of worrying about other people not liking you. That includes not only your partners, your boss, your parents, your kids, your coworkers, right? Because relationships is everything. These four types of men and women, they're in everything, not necessarily love partners, right? But a lot of people come to me because they're heartbroken and they're afraid to find other people because guess what? They don't know this system of how to master relationships. So that's what I found it the most enlightening thing in the world. Most people are not even depressed. They just have been heartbroken and they don't know how to find their themselves in the relationship with themselves or others or how to find the person that they really want in life. We'll be right back to the show, my friend, but I wanted to let you know about our brand new podcast community for Think Unbroken Podcast. I know that for so many trauma survivors like myself, for the longest time, I felt alone, like nobody got it, nobody understood, and that I was just going to have to figure this out on my own. But that's not true. And the reason why we created our brand new Think Unbroken Academy podcast community is so that we can bring all the members of the Unbroken Nation together in a place where we can learn, grow, heal, change, and transform our trauma into triumph. I would love to have you come and be a part of the brand new community. Just check out thinkunbrokenacademy.com or click the link in the podcast description. And I cannot wait to see you there, my friend. Again, just head over to thinkunbrokenacademy.com. And until then, be unbroken. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. 
please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.